Hey, local listeners, this is your host, Robert Kohansky with Local First Podcast, where each week I interview a local business owner, entrepreneur, or community leader. What I want to do is share their stories of their journey of success and challenges on the way to owning a business or becoming a community leader, as well as getting to know the story behind the person that's running the business. Truly believe behind every small business is a story that needs to be shared. Put out a big thank you to my sponsors, Exacta Corporation, Think Possibilities, Think Exacta. Enjoy the show. Welcome, local listeners. This is your host, Rob Kohansky with Local First Podcast. So last year, we've been, things have changed in our businesses and anything from where we work, how do we work, how do we great bring people in and how do we source people to do different things within our business. So today, this is kind of like right on point of where we are a year from where we were a, almost a year ago and how the world changed and how we do business. So it's my pleasure to have sitting across from me, Mandeep Kaur with Beyond Outsourcing. Did I get that right? You got it right. All right. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the show today. So before Thank you we for get you're welcome. So before we get into the nuts and bolts about what you do and how things have changed so dramatically over the last year and how we do business, let's let the listeners get to little, little learn a little bit more about who is Mandeep. Um, so I'm the owner of Beyond Outsourcing. I have started this organization back three years ago because I felt there was a need uh, for small business owners to find uh, ways to get more time back in their day to help streamline some of their processes. And a little background on me. Um, I've been in the IT sector for the last 15 years. I worked with a number of Fortune 500 companies uh, within the Milwaukee area, Northwestern Mutual, Johnson Controls, Manpower, um, so I've been in the Milwaukee area for over 20 years. Um, so I consider myself a local, I guess. Right You're now. a local. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you, you made that turn. It was like, oh, I've been here for, for that long. Check off the box. I am from Milwaukee you now. Right. I love it. Right. And the outsourcing concept, uh, being in IT for large, co- large corporations, um, this is something that is second nature to me because most of the projects that I've worked on, we also always had an offshore team helping us um, for a number of different reasons, right? So I, I was just um, pretty much doing some analysis on how can business owners uh, benefit for some of the, something like outsourcing. And at the beginning, it was a hard sale for me. Because people are like, what is outsourcing? Um, they don't really understand how somebody remotely can help their business, right? Uh, but after COVID, um, it became almost second nature. So it's second nature, <laughs> right? Where, you know, it, you actually hit it right in the point. It was like, you know, here we are sitting March 2021. And a year ago, when everything got shut down, how we did things just changed dramatically. Right. And how did that affect your vision of where your business was, say, prior to COVID to COVID post-COVID? Mm-hmm. We're, we're not post-COVID yet, That's but it. we're hopefully turn, making that turn. So for us, um, unfortunately, fortunately, I don't know, uh, COVID worked to our benefit um, because before I've had, like I said, I had a hard time explaining to people, um, especially to the small business owners, because they're usually not as techie, or they're not familiar with the outsourcing concept and how they could use technology to uh, streamline their processes and make work easier for them. 
So when I try to make the sale, it was always like, what is outsourcing? No, I can't do that. Is my data really going to be safe? You know, the, the questions that obviously any business owner would have. How did you go about educating them when they had those, you know, those concerns when they brought them up to you? You know, when you're meeting with a business owner and they're like not familiar with this concept and mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's, you know, what basically they have to do, mm -hmm. you know, what did you do to overcome some of that and how did you educate them so they know more? So at the beginning, before COVID, there was a lot of working sessions. There was a lot of examples that I used from different organizations. Um, for some, for some of the organizations, it took me months to even get to them to the point where we could outsource them because all their processes were manual, all their processes were hard paper oh. um, processes. So <coughs> it was very difficult for you to take something like that and move it remotely somewhere else, right? Um, but it was more of working with them. Um, I was putting more of my hours in, more of you know a lot of effort, a lot of hand-holding, teaching them the technology, simple thing as how Google works, how you could do Google Meet, how you could you use Zoom, and other technologies to video calling, doesn't matter where in the world I'm sitting. Exactly. Right? And then how the cloud technology works. Um, so it was a lot of education. That's, um, that's so cool that you say that because it seems like it's, and now it seems like it's been there forever. <laughs> I, I, I used to, like, when you talk about the cloud, it's like, we were, uh, when I was working in the software field uh, many years ago, we were talking about the cloud in the, the 90s oh. and using it. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, it's an everyday thing now. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows Everybody it. knows everybody it. Knows you know, it. the same thing, like, you know, well, I got to go meet this person. Well, no, you don't. You can sit in front of a computer at mm -hmm. your home and, mm -hmm. or wherever you are and have a conversation with someone. And, and there's a good and bad to it, right? I had a call this, um, just yesterday, I had a client call, and I'm like, how about we meet up for coffee? Because uh, I like the personal touch. I do too, right? yeah. Um, and he's uh, like, how about a Zoom call? Okay. All right. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> before, <laughs> would, yeah, before I would have to fly across the country to meet somebody yeah. for a business, business meeting, right? Now it's like, oh, why don't we just do Zoom? Okay. Yeah, I, I get that. I was like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's awesome that I, we're in the studio and you're sitting across from me because I miss that so much. And I always give the, the guests, you know, at this point in time and where we're at with everything is like, if you want to, it's your choice. We do Zoom or, mm -hmm. you know, come, in. come, come on in. You know, yeah, it's your choice. You right, know, which, right. you know, I'm not going to, you know, one way or the other. So with the, this is a question that I, I wrote down as we were having a conversation mm -hmm. is, you know, what does it mean that we, you know, are we in a gig, gig economy, meaning that there's like not everybody's always working for a large corporation for 20 years and then retiring and then whatever happens after that. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, have you seen those changes? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think somebody having a, you know, 15, 20 year career in the same organization it's very difficult to find these year, th these days. People are, you know, within five years, they usually have two to three jobs. Um, and if it's not with different companies, even within the same organization, they're moving around. Um, so people are picking up a lot of different skills very fast. Um, and I think this could be bad, good or bad, right? Because you're, you become well-rounded in many different things, but you don't really have a core a specialty. Specialty, a core skill set, right? Because you you have so many. You, when you look at your resume, somebody's resume, they're like, oh, I have this, I have this, I have this. Okay, what do you really do? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I get that. You know, and I kinda, I've kind of fallen into that myself is, 
you know, over the last, you know, 10, 15 years where I've been pretty much on my own of doing things mm-hmm. and I've done a number of things and it's really been to, you know, what am I passionate about right now? And the other, uh, the other thing is um, the concept of freelancing, right? The concept of doing something on your own. You don't have to work for any company. No. Um, you could put yourself on these uh, freelancing websites and get recruited for work. You don't have to have somebody looking over your shoulder all the time. You don't have to be in an office, right? right. So the whole work environment has really shifted. And so what, when you talk about freelancing, what's that? How is that different from outsourcing? So the main difference is uh, security, right? With freelancing, you, I would feel comfortable personally, you know, people use it in different forms. Personally, I would feel comfortable freelancing small tasks like maybe email or scheduling or maybe even social media. Kind of like a virtual assistant type. Yeah, yeah, very small tasks. We're outsourcing due to the level of security we have placed in my organization. Um, you know, we use VPNs, we u- have everything stored in the cloud, we have um, antivirus programs s- installed in every PC and other sc- security measures put in place as well. So when you're freelancing, you don't have that. You're taking that risk, uh, taking that risk on, where with my organization, when you're outsourcing, you, there is ri- we're taking the risk, you don't have to take that risk. That's the primary difference between the two. And then the other one is we're, we're not only outsourcing the smaller tasks, um, and in no way am I supposed to trying to disrespect any freelancer because they are in great need and they do some great wonder, wonderful work, but um, with outsourcing, we take on full processes. Like for example, accounting, right? From billing the, uh, the client to all the way to collections, right? We make sure your bookkeeping is done, make sure that you know, your payments are coming in on time and vice versa where you're p- making sure you're p- making the payments on time. So it's end-to-end. It's not just one small part. What are some of the other, like, um, I'll say, I would say, like you mentioned accounting services. What are some of the other areas in which you can help a, a business out? You know, how can you benefit from some of them right now? So right off the bat, as a small business, because my, our target market is small to mid-sized businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason we focus on those, because we felt that's where the need was. That's where a lot of the business owners, they're wearing, you know, 10, 20 different hats. They're doing everything under the sun. So as a business owner, um, you need more time to actually focus on growing your business, actually focus on your core business, right? Not um, is your payroll getting done or is your accounting getting done? Any of the back office activities, HR, um, you know, if you're in the logistics industry, dispatching, you know, anything back end. So if you're, you're a business owner, you want to make sure that you have time to focus on scaling and growing your business, not maintaining and doing the non-value-added tasks, right? So that's where our focus is to give the business owner right off the bat more time. Back. Right, yeah. And the other one is cost, reducing cost, Right. Um, I kicked off this initiative more with uh, the concept in mind that I wanted to give young professionals opportunities to build their careers, uh, especially women. So uh, my back office activities are taking place in India. Um, And the whole thing was that I wanted women leadership in India. I wanted to help young individuals grow their careers. And then here, vice versa, as a small business owner, um, I know the pain of owning a business. I know the pain of 
trying to pinch every penny to make ends meet, right? Um, so I wanted to help the business owners reduce cost. So if I could take over some of your non-value-added tax, tasks and have somebody else perform them from my office in India, then it's a win-win situation, right? Why is that so important to you that you, you help with the women in India do what they do? I mean, as far as like helping them, you know, find that 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 job or that outsourcing. And why did you go in that direction? What does that you know? What does that mean to you? So for me, it's more personal. Okay. Uh, I'm a I am a first uh, college graduate in my family. Um, coming from an Indian background, wasn't always supported to go to school and be independent, have a career. Um, it was something that I was very driven to do on my own. Um, and that's the case in a lot of the Indian families um, back home, right? So I wanted to give these individuals an opportunity that they didn't have to pay for. Usually um, in India, the thing is that either if you have money, you could buy a position. Okay. If you don't have money, it's very difficult to get a position. Um, a lot of these women in India, they are educated, um, but they're educated just to get uh uh, life partner, right? You, the parents want you to become educated so you get a good husband. Okay. Right? Not so you could go out and build a career. Not so you could be independent. So I wanted to help shift that focus a little bit. Um, and the little that I can do, being here, is giving those opportunities to them. So for those then in India that are listening, I have a huge audience in India. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them? I would say that Check out Beyond Outsourcing, and if you're really interested in growing your career, we're here to help you. Okay, that's awesome. I love it. I love that you're doing what you're doing because it's more than just you know having a business, but having that back end, helping the community around and, and growing that as well. Yeah, for me, it's more like social entrepreneurship mm -hmm. because it's it's not just a business. It's something I'm very passionate about, um, and like I said, here I'm relating to it as a business owner, right? And back home, I'm relating to it as a woman as somebody that uh, is self-made, right? That I got opportunities because I was here, but I want to provide those same opportunities to somebody that's So they can have, they, they can do it the same way. Right. They can, have, they can have those opportunities to do those things as well. Exactly. That's awesome. I love it. That is so cool. So, is, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, more of the businesses. So we got the logistics, some of the call center, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, and you talked about, you know, saving that, that time and that, that cost and that money on that. You know, some of those, those are some of the, you know, the tangible benefits of, you know, using beyond outsourcing. You know, what are some of the other ones, the non-tangible, you know, benefits of using a company like yours? We're local, right? Okay. Um, having a local business, you... You don't have to worry about having to call somebody across the country or across the world. I, our office is here, uh, located in Milwaukee. Um, we actually have two locations, one in California, one here. And then the, uh, the outsourcing office is in Delhi, India. Okay. That's awesome. I like that. So w let me go back here. <coughs> What are some of the other services that, that you have that are unique to what you do? 
Um, we talked a lot about the the back end, so it's a lot of from what I'm understanding for me. This is some of some of the stuff that's new to me for myself, so I'm always curious and asking questions. So mm-hmm. you know, no, it's okay. that's that's always <laughs> like that. So you, when you talk to like you know the back end services, and for those like you know an entrepreneur that's getting started out, or just you know a small business that's growing, you know, you name a few of those those back end services. Mm-hmm. Are those just the main things that you do offer? when it comes to that or, you know, how could you, could you help out entrepreneurs? Or are you still looking for that small and mid-sized business? No, we could help out entrepreneurs as well, right? Um, but the reason it was smart to mid-sized business is because we have all, we have Infosys, we have Cognizant, we have a lot of these big companies, big organizations that are already going after the Fortune 500 companies, right? Right. Um, so we wanted to go after the smaller uh, businesses because we felt that they didn't have the same um, opportunities that these large organizations have, right? We wanted to provide those opportunities, even though, you know, at the beginning, it is a bigger lift for me or my organization because we have to make sure you're set up to even being outsourced um, and we could outsource your activities. And the services that we provide is anything from assessing the need and then recommending what we could outsource for you and then going in and actually helping you do it. Do that. So you right. sound from what it sounds like you're kind of like leveling that playing field. Mm-hmm. So then that way a small, mid-sized business or even small entrepreneurs mm-hmm. can have the same benefits of a larger company that's mm-hmm. been doing this for a longer period of time right. and right. have that local support on the ground. Right. Right. That is awesome. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and mostly, you know, people will look at um, that you could outsource smaller tasks, like uh, like I said earlier, email, um, having something like a, a virtual assistant, right? But we could do anything from logistics management. So when I say logistics manager for trucking companies, we do dispatching, we do booking their loads and following up with the drivers, making sure that they're they're on time, dropping off the load on time, and then billing the dispatcher to make sure the payment comes in, I mean, the broker to make sure the payment comes in. So when you look at the logistics industry, not too many people will think about outsourcing because they, they don't know that, okay, it's possible, right? Um, a lot of the accounting functions people are very familiar with, a lot of the payroll functions, HR, these type of roles people are very familiar with, oh yeah, we could outsource those. But anything that can be done outside of your office remotely can be outsourced, right? Right. So what do you think, like, like for myself, it's like, as an entrepreneur, it's hard for me to let go of things. <laughs> I mean, what are some of the, what, what, I, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, you're, you're laughing because you, I, I'm, you probably run into the same thing is like, what are some of those, those roadblocks that, you know, small businesses, entrepreneurs are, it's like, as much as they want to let go, they really don't want to, they don't want to because they, they, they <laughs> the just trust. want to, they want to have that, you know, their control and, you know, that trust level and just mm-hmm. have control of everything in their business. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, as a company like yours, is comes in and helps them actually give them more control. Mm-hmm. So what are some of those roadblocks have you seen, you know, in the past or currently that, you know, uh, you've seen small businesses like they run into and like, you mm-hmm. know, and then come back and go, well, I wish I'd done this sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had a couple of um, organizations that my very first client actually um, had no knowledge about technology. She didn't even know there was a Google um, Drive or Google Hangout or anything, right? You weren't talking to my dad, were you? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. So 
when I met, she, she actually was a very close friend. And when I met her in her office, and at that time, we it wasn't a business conversation. It was just, you know, me meeting a friend in her office. And as I was watching her work, she's working around the clock, 24-7. Um, she owned a security company, um, um, guard company. So she supplied guards to a number of organizations. But that was a 24-7 type of organization yeah. where she was getting calls middle of the night. She was getting calls on weekends. She was working around the clock, literally. Um, and she only had two people in her office to support her, and then <coughs> it was her, right? And when I saw her, and I'm all like, you know, we could help you with this, right? She's like, how? How is that even possible, right? Um, and then I explained it to her. And yeah, it took us six months to get her from where she was and where she should be. But today, she's at the point where she has 20 resources in India. She has grown her business 10 times here. Um, so she's able to sleep at night. She's not working around the clock because my team in India is running her business while she's sleeping. Uh, it was very hard for her to let go. Um, she's a very strong personality, and she doesn't allow people to get into her business. Yeah. But now it's like her business is 10 times the size that it was, you know, three years ago when she started this. And she has 20 people supporting her. So her whole accounting, her payroll, her dispatching, everything is done from India. So in the middle of the night, if a guard gets a call, um, client calls, it's all dispatched from India. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that. I love stories like, here, like that, that you get to a point where it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, I don't want to let go. I don't want to do nothing. And then they let go and it's finally like, and then it's, oh. yeah. Then you could, she, you know, she's never, she was <laughs> always on the phone, even when she's going out for dinner, if she was, you know, at a party, at a wedding, always on her phone because she had to be. That was the nature of her business, right? Um, but now, when you ask her, okay, I called, you didn't answer. Oh, I don't even know where my phone was. Uh, uh, you know, that's, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so, and on the weekends, you know, it's very, very rare that she's working a weekend. Uh, five o'clock, sometimes even before five o'clock, she's out. That's awesome. So that's, you know, you guys listen to this, you know, make sure that you take that uh, that story to heart because that, that could be you in there as well. So what has you fired up about the future? Have me fired up about the future. Yeah. Um, from the business side, the potential of where, you know, I could take businesses, um, giving people their life back. You know, okay. That's what that's that's what drives me. That's my passion. You know, when I see the type of success stories, that one that I just shared with you, and I have multiple other ones. When I see uh, business owners come and tell me, "Okay, now I have time to spend with my family. I have time to spend with my kids." Um, that's the rewarding moment. You know. Um, that's where I feel like, okay, I accomplished something. So, and then from the personal side, it's being a successful entrepreneur myself. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's exciting. <laughs> you know, and I, I love that you say that in a way that you say that because too many of us as entrepreneurs um, sometimes run into problems of uh, 
I want to say celebrating small successes mm -hmm. and it's always the grind. It's always the grind and always the grind. So like, you know, for me sitting down here next to you doing this, this is, this is the fun part of my job mm -hmm. and my business and what I do. Mm -hmm. It's all the back end stuff that you talk about that is like, yeah. ah, you know, the, yeah. all the other stuff, the editing, the posting and all those other things like that. But mm -hmm. it's, it's getting to it. It's getting around there and, you know, and having those systems in place to, yeah. to make it a lot easier. And people, people ask me all the time that how do you run an office in India? And I'm like, it's all ran by my employees. You know, they're there. I have a manager there. She takes care of everything. Um, I'm here, the face of the company. I'm here having conversations like these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the work is done by them. You know, they're well, the engine. That's the engine. And, you know, and that's a part when people think about is like, okay, how do I outsource my company? You can just basically tell your own story about how you're doing it within your own business exactly. already exactly. to allow you to do what you do. Exactly. So, I mean, right there in itself, I mean, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're not just showing other businesses and educating them how to do it, mm -hmm. but you're doing it yourself. You're doing it. Yep, I'm doing it myself. And that, that's so cool because I've seen so many times where people try and sell you and do things that, you know, they're either not doing or don't know, mm -hmm. but you're actually doing it. Exactly. That's exactly. That's really exciting. I have example in front of you. Like <laughs> yeah, a couple. Of them. I'm, like, I'm doing it. it. It works. Really, trust me. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. Uh, right. Right. All right. So, how do you uh, individuals that are my listeners here that are listening? How do they get in contact with you? And you know, what would be your what would be your ultimate call to action for them? So they could visit our website, um, beyondoutsourcing.com. Mm -hmm. That's byoutsourcing.com. Um, we have multiple chairs. Um, social channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and of course, the phone number 414-690-6435 is the best way to get hold of me. That's awesome. All right. I love it. All right. Before we get into uh, some of the fun stuff here and rapid fire questions, I want to give a big shout out to Exacta Corporation for providing me this wonderful studio here in Milwaukee County Research Park. Think possibilities, think exact. So before we get into some rapid fire questions, you get to ask me one question, any question, and I'll do my <laughs> best to answer it. So go ahead. You get to ask me something. What do I get to ask you? Uh, you can ask me anything. You ask me anything you want. Anything. So how did you get into doing your own podcast? Um, it was not intentional. <laughs> It really wasn't, you know. I, I probably told this story on, on this show, you know, a lot. But mm -hmm. it's it's really cool, you know. Um, I'm very fortunate, you know. You know, you go through your life, and your life is a journey. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to do so many th wonderful things through my life because um, when I see something I like and I see an opportunity, mm -hmm. I jump and go after it. Mm -hmm. I don't lock myself into this box mm -hmm. and say I can't do nothing outside of it. And a, a few years back, I was part of a, uh, a coaching group, and they taught a lot of copywriting and writing and more writing, and I don't like writing. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I should and stuff uh -huh. like that, uh -huh. um, it wasn't, you know, it's not something that I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to go back home, you know, and write a book or, you know, write copy and stuff like this. 
they did have one arm which was podcasting and they did spend a lot of time with it in it but it's something that i found that was like i was really interested in me mm -hmm. and then i found some virtual mentors online tim ferris joe rogan a couple other ones out there that you know i really followed and listened to i'm like well this is really cool right you know, they get to sit down, talk to people. And, and what I love about it is that every time I sit down across from somebody, I learn something new. Mm -hmm. I take away something every interview right. about that person personally mm -hmm. and what they do in their business and how it helps others. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that was all going to happen in the beginning, you know, but over 100 plus episodes now, I see it and I'm just like, oh, this is so cool. Mm -hmm. And when I rebranded myself in 2018, it, you know, to local first, it was really like, you know, I, I love this, but how am I going to do it? Mm -hmm. And I, d at that point, it was like, you know, how do I get in front of business owners that want to share their story? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, it didn't hit me. And I was like, I felt like, I always tell people, I was like, I felt like that cartoon mm -hmm. that, you know, had that little sign inside the head, it was like telling you what to do. Yeah. Go network. <laughs> <laughs> Go to a chamber of commerce. There's yeah. a lot of people mm -hmm. out there. Uh -huh. And ever since then, it's just it's just really taken off. And and I just I really enjoy this as, as much as you know anything that I've ever done. And, oh, and can I have another question? Oh yeah, <laughs> we get a bonus question out of this. I love it. Then um, since you just mentioned the commerce, um, what do you recommend small business owners like myself who are trying to grow their business? to do like how do we get the word out how you get the word out and that's always been a tough one for me especially this last year because i love meeting people mm -hmm. i love sitting down with them so this past year has really been rough on me and the chamber of commerce and stuff like that has been rough because you haven't had as many to do that the zoom calls are great but they're not as interactive mm -hmm. and you can get really distracted doing other things and not really paying attention to what other people are saying right so what a part of what um my goal with the show is and with other uh, uh, things for small businesses that could do and help them with the marketing is help them create micro content mm -hmm. that so like for example we're going to do here with this is break this down in small bites mm -hmm. bite-sized pieces that people can pick up and use over and over and over again and i mean that's one thing that you can do um, you gotta get out there and what one thing i found out especially with the, the podcast was that i was looking to try and bring people to me and pull people into me mm -hmm. and go, oh, they're going to be want to be in my app and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and it's all about me. Mm -hmm. They want to see local first. They want to see me on my podcast. Mm -hmm. No, they don't. <laughs> they really don't. I mean, yes, I do, you know, have a lot of followers. I do have a you know, pretty good uh, presence online. Mm -hmm. But what I did was where does my tribe live? And where do I go for them? And what are they listening to? What are they saying? And how can I get my message across to them? That was one of the biggest things I learned through this process of, you know, growing this podcast to what it is today is in trying try pulling them to me and me, me, me mm -hmm. is to finding where my tribe is and, and how, can we, how can we help them? Where right. are they listening? What are they doing? What are they saying? Mm -hmm. And in, in, instead of, you know, doing those posts, engaging with them as well. Right. And I find that a lot of the engagement that I have in there, answering the questions or doing some things like that has really helped out as well. So I hope that that's, that's some of the things that I've done to help myself grow. And in, bit, and in being able to take, you know, stuff that I've said on this show as well mm -hmm. and break it down into micro content and reuse it for myself. Right. No, that's you know, so good. when you ask me questions like this, I go mm -hmm. back and like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, can put, I can put that, put that back no, out there. That's very good. That's very good. good. 
All right. So I got a couple quick fire, rapid fire questions for you. All right. Here's one. If you could give a TED talk on any subject outside of your expertise, what would it be? Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> uh, put me on the spot. Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, it would probably be traveling the world. Because traveling that's, uh, the world. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So then I have to ask you a question. I love to travel in this past year or so. It's been not a whole lot. What is your? Where is your favorite place that you is like your go-to spot? If you could just like pick, pick, pick up and go and just go. Anywhere warm, um, especially living in Wisconsin. I like the seasons, but I'm not a cold fan. I hate when it gets cold. Right. So I don't mind going anywhere warm. Um, usually, you know, people. I, I try to go to India, you know, two to three times a year just because of my business. And people tell me, "Oh, do you want to go there? It's in the summer. It's where really, really hot." I love it. Yeah. I love the heat. <laughs> so for me, anywhere warm was good. Okay. I like it. Um, let's see here. What's the next one? What are some of your morning rituals that get you going besides your cup of coffee? <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> cup of coffee is a big one. Um, the other side is my spirituality. Okay. Um, I'm very much into my faith. So more, I start my mornings with my prayers. I love it. I like that. That's really cool. Um, here, we'll see wh where this one goes. I haven't asked this one for a, a very long time. What is something that is weird or unsettling that happens to you every so often? Weird. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> see, I told you. I was like, I, well, I, I haven't asked this one in a while. Oh, I, I always get that same look like, really? Oh, weird. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. What the <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we, all right, we'll skip that one. What do you do? What do you believe is true, but you can't prove? God. The God okay. is real. Okay. God is real. All right. You got to have faith in that. I love it. That's a great answer. All right. So we'll wrap this up. Any ask or request for the audience and any last parting words? I would say to check out our website. And um, and this is not just a sales pitch. I want to really connect with our local yeah. uh, businesses and understand how we could help. Um, even without the business, I get involved very, you know, in a number of organizations um, in the Milwaukee area. So I try to help people. Even during COVID, um, some of the organizations I worked with, we were out on the ground helping people deliver food, um, deliver other essential items. So connect with me and see where we could build that connection, and not just from the business perspective, but build, even build that relationship. Yes. And that's what that's all about, right, right. Lo especially locally. You know, and I, I really love that, Bandeep. Thank you so much for being on Local First podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank and you. once again, I've learned a ton about outsourcing and in in your story and how you use outsourcing in your own business and how you're able to share that with others. So I really appreciate that. Make sure that you check out uh, Beyond Resourcing online, and that website is bydoutsourcing.com. That'll be in the show notes as well. As always, for the most information about any of the shows, go to localfirstpodcast.com. But also make sure you take some time to ch ch find me on social media. All you have to do is search Local First Podcast or Local First to find me, and we'll go out there and have some fun. Thank you so much, Mandy, for having me. Having you on the show. <laughs> I'll have you on the I'll show like, maybe someday. Like it. It's the end of the day. All right. All right. Thank you so much. No so. problem. Thank you.